Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chedek Yud, Parshas Vayeshev, Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha, we learned the Pasuk of Vayugat Latomar, it was said to Tamar Vagamer, Lamer, they said, Hine Chamich Oyla Simnasa. Behold, your father in law Yehuda is going up to the city of Timna. And we learn the teaching of Rashi on this Pasuk. And there are four parts in the Sikha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask four questions on Rashi. Number two, present the key to answering these four questions. Number three, answer the four questions. And number four, present the Yenish Altera and the Hayra in this teaching of Rashi. On the Pasuk of Ayugad Tamar Vagamer, it was told to Tamar, that Hine, behold, your father-in-law Yehuda is going up to the city of T- Timna. So Rashi quotes the words, Eile Timnasa, that he's going up to the city of Timna. And Rashi explains, hu and by Shimshin, he says over there, Shimshin Timnasa, that Shimshin went down to Timna. So we have a contradiction. Here it says, Eile Timnasa, and over there it says, Vayered. Shimshin Timnasa. And the explanation is that Bishipua Ahar The city of Timna was on the incline of the mountain. Lamikan, you would go up to it from this direction, Lamikan, and you'd go down to it from this direction. And therefore by Yehuda it says Timnasa, because he came from the direction of the bottom of the mountain. And by Shimshin it says, Vayerid Shimshin Timnasa, because he came down to it from the top of the mountain. And there are four questions here. The first question is, this contradiction from where it says by Shimshin, Vayerid Shimshin Timnasa, that Shimshin went down to the city of Timna. So this contradiction to what it says over here about Timna, that it's going that you would go up to the city of Timna, it already arises in the previous Pasuk, where it also says over there that Vayal v'gamer Timnasa, that Yehuda went up to the city of Timna. And so the question is, Rashi should have said this teaching of his in the previous Pasuk. Over there he should have pointed out that there's a contradiction from Vayerud Shimshin Timnasa to what it says Vayal v'gamer Timnasa. Why does Rashi only present this teaching of his in our Pasuk? The second question is, since the whole approach of Rashi is to explain Pshutei Shul Mikra, and he explains it for a Ben Chamesh Mikra, so it's understood that the only purpose of Rashi is to explain matters that the student who's learning Pshutei Shul Mikra and is a Ben Chamesh Mikra, such things that this, such a student will find difficult while learning this Pasuk. But Rashi doesn't explain a Pasuk, which on its own, when you read it, is understood. He's not going to explain it so that it should fit with questions and contradictions that the student didn't yet learn. So if this Pasuk is understood, Rashi is not going to address and explain anything about the Pasuk, even though there may be a contradiction or a question on this Pasuk from a later Pasuk. When we get to the later Pasuk, then Rashi will address it. And so in our case, since in this Pasuk itself, there's no difficulty, you could just learn very simply that Timna was on top of a mountain. And it's just that you could ask on our Pasuk from a later Pasuk. So if in this Pasuk itself there's no difficulty, so what's the reason of Rashi that he resolves the contradiction here in our Parsha? The right place to resolve this contradiction would seem to be 
in Sefer Shaftim, when the Talmud learns the Pasuk by Shimshin, where it says over there that Vayeret Shimshin Timnasa. The third question is, why does Rashi write at the beginning at length, Uve Shimshin Hu Aimer? And by Shimshin he says, since Rashi right afterwards anyway quotes from the Pasuk Vayered Shimshin Timnasa, so we know it's talking about Shimshin. So why doesn't Rashi just just write in short something like Uchsiv? On one end here it says Timnasa, Uchsiv, and it's written elsewhere, Vayered Shimshin Timnasa, and Shimshin went down to Timna. We know that every word in Rashi is exact. So why does Rashi over here write at the beginning, Uvishimshin Huaymer? And the fourth question is, and this fourth question has two parts to it. There's the lead up into the question and the question itself. So the lead up is, in the Gemara there are three answers to this question about the contradiction between what it says by Yehuda that he was Eila Timnasa and what it says by Shimshin that he was Vayera Timnasa. The first answer is that Shimshin Shin is Ganaba, Shimshin who was denigrated in the city of Timna, and like Rashi writes over there because he married from the daughters of the Pelishtim that are forbidden to him. So, Ksiv Bey Yerida, therefore it says by him, Yerida, because he went down through the city and in the city of Timna. And Yehuda, Shinis Alaba, and Yehuda, who was elevated in the city of Timna, and like Rashi explains, because through what happened in the city of Timna, Peretz and Zarach were born, and through them there was established and there were kings and Nevim that came from them. So, since something good happened to him, so therefore, Ksiv Bey Aliyah, by him it's written Aliyah, he went up. Another answer is that there were two cities of Timna. One you would get to by going downwards, like into a valley. And one you would get to by going upwards, by climbing up, like on a mountain. And then the third answer is that this is the answer of Rashi. There's one city of Timna. If one came to it from one direction, they would go down to the city. And if someone came to it from the other direction, they would go up into the city because it was on the incline of a mountain. And so the question is, why did Rashi choose the third answer in the Gemara and not one of the previous two? And this is especially difficult because the fact that the Gemara brings this as the third answer indicates that it's the least acceptable of the answers. And so why would Rashi, who Rashi comes to explain Pshutish and Mikra, the simplest of answers, choose this third and final answer? So now we're going to move straight into answering these four questions, and we're going to begin by presenting the main point of the answer and answering question number two, which asked that why does Rashi have to say anything over here if when we're learning this Pasuk there's no difficulty? And it's only that there's a difficulty from a later Pasuk in Sefer Shaftim, which a student didn't yet learn. So the explanation in this is as follows. In this teaching of Rashi, his main intent isn't to resolve the contradiction between the use of the word Eila by Yehuda when he went to Timna and the use of the word Vayered by Shimshin when he went to Timna. Because like we said, the student doesn't yet know about this contradiction. But rather the intent of Rashi over here is to answer what can be asked about this word itself. There's actually a difficulty in this word itself and that's what Rashi is mainly coming to explain and answer in the Pasuk. And that is the difficulty over here with this word itself is why did the Torah need to describe the going of Yehuda to Timnah with the Lashon of Aliyah? Why couldn't it just say that it was told to Tamar that your father in Yehuda is going to Timna. Why does he have to mention that it was that that he when he went to Timna he was Oila Timnasa? Meaning, why does the Torah point out that it was told to Tamar, Vayugad Tamar, that her father in law was Oila Timnasa? 
Why can't I just say that he's going to Timna? Is there any difference to the story that Tamar should know that Yehuda was going up and not going down or going straight? And like we find earlier by the Parshas HaKedah, where Hashem told Avram, Va'aleyu v'gamer al-achadaharim, you should bring him up onto one of the mountains, and nevertheless, it says afterwards, Va'yelech el-hamakim. It doesn't say Va'yal, and it says Va'yavoyu el-hamakim. Not they went up to the Mokim, Va'yalu. And the reason is simple. Why it doesn't say Va'yal and Va'yalu. Because there's no difference in which manner they arrive to the place. And so the same should also be true here. So that answers our second question. We asked, why is Rashi addressing anything here? There's no difficulty over here. The difficulty only comes up later in Sefer Shaftim. The answer is that there is a difficulty here. And that's the main intent of Rashi over here with what he says, as we'll see how Rashi is answering that difficulty. The main intent of Rashi over here is to answer why does the Pasuk point out that what was told to Tamar is that he's going up to Timna. Why did you say, And that's the difficulty that Rashi is coming to address. So we see that there is a difficulty here, and that's why we need this teaching of Rashi. Now we're going to move on to answer question number one, which now the question takes on a different understanding. The question is, if there's a difficulty in the Pasuk describing that the way Yehuda went to Timna is through Eile Timnasa, what do we care how he got to Timna, whether it was through going up or going down or going straight, then the same difficulty already exists in the previous Pasuk, where it says, Vaya'al Timnasa, that Yehuda went up to Timna. However, even though we said this is a difficulty that the Torah says that it was Eile Timnasa, in the previous Pasuk, even though it also says, Vaya'al V'gamer Timnasa, that he went up to Timna, nevertheless, there's no difficulty there. And the reason is because there we can explain that it doesn't refer to an Ali on Gashmias, that he went up physically to the city of Timnah, but rather refers to an Ali on Ruchnius, that he went up in the city of Timnah. But Ruchnius he went up, which means in his level of importance or his level of greatness. And this wouldn't be outside of Pshut Mikra, as we see that it says in the beginning of this very parsha. It says, Vayered Yehuda Meis Echov, Yehuda went down from among his brothers, and Rashi explains, Shahiridu. That his brothers demoted him from his greatness because of his involvement in the story of Yosef. And as a leader in that whole that whole story, therefore, they demoted him. So this is referring to a Yerida Baruchnis. And so it makes sense that it says later on that Vayal, that he went up to tell us that he returned and went back back up to his level in Ruchnis. So when it says over there, Vayal, we'd understand it to mean in Ruchnis. And as a continuation to what it says at the beginning, that Vayered, which was However, this can only be said when the Torah is saying it about Yehuda. If the Torah tells us, Vayal, he went up, the Torah knows that Yehuda would go up in the city of Timna. He would return to his level of importance and his level of greatness. But you can't say that when a person is saying it to Tamar. It says, Vayugad Tamar was told to Tamar. Then you can't explain that the person was referring to an Aliyah Baruchnius, because how would that person know that Yehuda is destined to have an Aliyah in Ruchnius? And so there we have a difficulty. Why did this person tell Tamar, and why is the Torah telling us that he told Tamar that that Yehuda, your father-in-law, is Oila Timna, so he's going up to Timna? And so that this is the question that Rashi has, like we said in the first part of the answer. And this is why Rashi only has this question on our Pasuk and not in the previous Pasuk. And now we're going to move on to see how Rashi answers this question. Now we're going to explain how Rashi answers this question, and we're also going to answer 
question number four, which was, why did Rashi choose the third answer in the Gemara? We understand why he didn't choose the first answer, that Yehuda went up, Beruchnis and Timna, and Shimshin went down in Ruchnis and Timna, because the question is, how would this person know about it? But why doesn't Rashi choose the second answer, that there were two cities of Timna? So let's first see how Rashi answers this question about why it's even mentioned that Yehuda went up to the city of Timna, and then we'll answer the fourth question. And Rashi answered this, this question about why the, did this person tell Tamar that Yehuda went up to Timna? And why does the Torah tell us about this? He answers it by saying, And by Shimshin it says that Shimshin went down to Timna, meaning that through resolving the contradiction from Shimshin, so the question in this Pasuk is automatically answered. So the purpose of answering the contradiction is in order to answer the question that we have over here. Because once we established, the way it's answered is because once we establish that that the city of Timna rested on the incline of a mountain. You'd go up to it from one direction and down to it from the other direction. So it's understood that the person told Tamar that Yehuda was Ayla Timnasa in order that she should know from which direction he's entering the city. It's important to know which direction did he enter. The way the person communicated it to Tamar was by saying that he went up to Timna. So now Tamar knew that Yehuda came to the city from the direction of the bottom of the mountain. So it was an order to tell Tamar from which direction you had entered the city so she should know where he is. And according to this, it's understood that Rashi doesn't explain that there were two Timnas. Because since he's not coming to resolve the contradiction from Shimshin, but rather to explain the use of the word Oyla, why does it say Oyla here? If we say that it was an incline, so it's important to tell her that he's Oyla, to know where in the city she could find him, which part of the city did he enter. But to answer Eila, that won't be explained by saying there are two Timnas. And the person said Eila to indicate which Timna it is. It's the one that you go up to, not the one that you go down to. It's the one on top of a mountain, not the one in the valley. For three reasons. Number one, that's not how a city is referred to. But rather, like it says, we find Beis Chirin Tachten and Beis Chirin Elyon. If you want to say which Timna you're referring to, you don't indicate it by saying he went up to Timna. You say the upper Timna, the lower Timna, something to that effect. Number two, since the person didn't specify anything in the name of the city, the person just said, Eile Timnasa. For the word Timna, I just used Timna. I didn't specify which Timna. It indicates that there was no question about which city it was. And so there would, if there was no question about which city it was, and possibly because the other one was very far and this one was closer, and so it was obvious which one it was, there's no need to describe it now by saying, Eile, going up. We already know which one it is because of the area that they were in, and this was closer. And number three, the two cities weren't they were actually weren't close to one another which makes sense you don't give two cities the same name that are near one another and we we indeed find that they were located at a distance from one another and so if they weren't near one another so there would be no need to refer to one of them through saying Eila. we're clearly talking about the one that's near and not the other one and so for these three reasons we wouldn't have an explanation for why he said Eila. if it was because there was two timnas that's not the way he the person would communicate it and clearly we see over here there was no need to communicate it and so the only explanation for why the person said Eila is if the city was resting on the incline of a mountain and it was ordered to indicate to Tamar where she could find Yehuda. She could find Yehuda that he, by knowing that he went into the, into the city, entered the city by going up into the city. He came from the bottom of the mountain and he entered the city from the, that direction.
At this point, we answered three of our questions, and these were in a way the main questions. We understand what's the difficulty that Rashi has on this Pasuk. We understand why the difficulty only comes up in our Pasuk, and not the previous Pasuk that also says Vayal Timnasa. And we understand why Rashi chooses to answer this question with the third answer that's brought in the Gemara. And now we're going to move on to answer the third question on Rashi, which was, why does Rashi write Uvi Shimshin and not something like Uchsiv Vayer Shimshin? Why does he have to mention Uvi Shimshin And as we'll see, Rashi does this in order to respond to a challenge that one could have on his explanation. Somebody can challenge Rashi's explanation and propose a different answer. And Rashi writes Uvi Shimshin in order to respond to that challenge. So let's see what that is. However, even after all of this, there's still a difficulty in this very explanation that Bishipua Ahar Hoysu Yeshavis, the very idea that the city of Timna was built on the incline of a mountain, that itself is a difficult thing to say because it's very unusual to build a city on the incline of a mountain because it doesn't have the advantage of being better protected like a city on top of a mountain. So when one builds a city on top of a mountain, there are disadvantages. It's more difficult to build, to bring the building materials. And after it's built, it's not so ideal for commerce because it's difficult for people to come to that city. However, it has an advantage that it's better protected. But when a city is on the incline, it doesn't have that advantage. And it doesn't have the advantage either of being easier to build like a city that's not on top of a mountain, where it's easier to build, and it's also better for commerce and the development of the city. So being on an incline, is very to build a city on the incline of a mountain is very unusual. And in addition, besides not having these advantages, when a city is built on the incline of a mountain, the parts of the city are built on top of one another, which is another disadvantage. And so there's a difficulty over here. There's a difficulty in Rashi's explanation, which is, why don't we say that Timna was on top of the mountain? So there's an area on bottom, then there's the area on top, and imagine it that the mountain just continues for a long distance. And what we're going to say is as follows. The meaning of Aliyah and Yerida are explained differently in each place. By Yehuda, it means in Gashmias. And so that's why the person said, Vayugad Latamar was told to Tamar that Yehuda is going up to the city of Timnah so that she should know that he's going from the bottom of the mountain to the top because it was built on top of the mountain. And he's not coming from the other side, which is already on top of the mountain. So by Yehuda, it means in Gashmias that he was going up the mountain, and that's why it was told to Yehuda, to Tamar, so she should know from where Yehuda entered the city. And by Shimshon, it means in Ruchnius, that he had a Yerida in the city of Timnah. Why don't we explain it that way? And the advantage is that we're not going to say that the city was built on an incline, which is a difficult thing to say. And therefore, in order to respond to this, Rashi writes, Uve Shimshon Hu Oimer, in order to hint to what compels him to explain that Timna was Bishipua Ahar Shavis, that Timna was resting, it was on the incline of the mountain. Because since it says he read the Bishimshin many times, Uvishimshin Huaymer means that it says it many times, not just once. It's Aymer over and over again. So it doesn't make sense to say that each time it means a Yerida and Ruchnius. Each time you went to Timna, there was a Yerida and Ruchnius. And so we must say that Timna was since it says it over and over again. And over here when it says Eula, it must mean that he was going up. And by Shimshin, since it says it many times, it must mean physically going down. Therefore, we must say that that Timna was on the incline of the mountain. From the Yenishal Torah and Rashi, and the Hira, the, le- the lesson, in the Avod of each and every one, it's explained elsewhere regarding the Pasuk of Miyala Bahar Hashem V'Gemer, that it's referring to Avedas Hashem, so it's explained that the Aved of a person is like climbing up a mountain. 
And it's known that when a person is climbing up a mountain physically, they cannot stop in middle and stay for any period of time on the incline because it's nearly impossible that they won't slip and fall down. But rather, one must constantly continue going up without stop. And similarly, when it comes to climbing up Bahar Hashem, in Avedis Hashem, that the necessity to constantly climb up isn't just for the benefit of rising higher, because a person always has to go higher, but rather also to ensure that one doesn't fall. Meaning to say that a person should not be satisfied with the level they reached until now, because being satisfied and not rising higher will eventually bring to a Yerida. And Avedis Hashem, a person is basically either going up or going down. And so the necessity to constantly go up is not just because a person has to go up, but also to ensure that a person doesn't go down. Because if a person is not going up, then they'll eventually go down. They'll eventually, it'll eventually bring to a Yerida. And this idea is especially emphasized in the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah, that a person is either going up or going down. Where the Mahadrin, Mina Mahadrin on Chanukah Chulu, they're Yom Rishin Madak Echad. The first night they light one candle, and from here on they constantly add more, because Mylan Bekadish Vein Miridin. And now if one doesn't add a Ner, doesn't add a Ner on the second night, then not only didn't they add and go up in Kadish, over the day before, but rather they also decreased, because the day before they did it behidr. And tonight, what's the hidr? To add a candle, and they didn't add. So it's either Mylan B'Kadish or it's Meridin. A person is either going up or going down. Either the person will add a candle each night, and by doing that, they're Mylan B'Kadish, they're going up in Kadish. Or if they don't add a candle, and they keep the same number as the night before, then they were Meridin, because the night before they did the mitzvah behidr, and tonight they didn't do the mitzvah behidr. So they also decreased, they had a Yerida by not doing the mitzvah behidr. And if one wants to fulfill the mitzvah with the same hidr as the previous day, then they must go up in Kaidish. And this is actually one of the explanations in the teaching of Mailan B'Kaidish Ve'in Meridin. One explanation is that it's saying Mailan B'Kaidish, a person should go up in Kaidish. Ve'in Meridin, at the very least, a person shouldn't go down in Kaidish. Another explanation is that it's really saying the same thing twice. It's saying Mailan B'Kaidish, a person has to go up in Kaidish. Ve'in Meridin, not go down, because it's one of the two. It's either Mylan or Meridin. So it's saying Mylan B'Kaidish, a person must be Mylan Kaidish, a person must go up in Kaidish. And it's emphasizing it and saying Ve'en Meridin and don't go down, because if you're not going up, then a person's going down. And this idea is hinted to in the words of Rashi, that the reason it says Aliyah and Yerida by Timnah is because Bishipua Haraisi Yeshavis. Why does it say Aliyah or Yerida? Because it rested on the incline. And therefore there's only Aliyah and Yerida, there's nothing else. Because on the incline of the mountain, which like we said refers to the Veda of going up in Ruchnius, one cannot stand. And even the movement isn't usual. It's not enough even to move. A person has to go up. There's only up and down. There's not even straight. But rather it must be either an Aliyah or a Yerida. So in Har Hashem, says Rashi, in the Veda Hashem, there's only an Aliyah and a Yerida. There's no other option. And just like the Aliyah of Yehuda brought about the birth of Peretz Zamashiach, Shenemar Allah Peretz Lufname, and brought about the birth of Mashiach, so too through the Avedah of each and every one, in going up higher from one level to the next level, in their personal Harashem, so we will merit the fulfillment of the Yud of the Olu Meishim Baratzin Lishpetas Arhesav, the Hesel Hashem Amlucha, with the coming of Mashiach Sitkenu.